Okay, so they're talking about amafati, right? The love of faith or love of strife, because arguably faith is actually that, right? Um, having faith in something in spite of all else or what trouble it might. Anyways, that's a whole nother discussion. But we're talking about here is, and now I forgot. Oh, and he mentioned Nietzsche, right? So uh, that's interesting to me because it relates to the Buddhist concept of life is suffering. So what he was talking about was, in fact, we could actually just listen to him if you want. Is probably the greatest influence on our behavior throughout history. We're the only animal that's conscious of our mortality. And it's caused an incredible reaction. We're avoidant, we're anxious. We invent an afterlife, a heaven where we'll all go, right? Or today, we never see death. We never see people die in hospitals. We never see the animals that we eat being killed. We have no confrontation with death personally in our life, completely disconnected from it. It makes us anxious and fearful, and that controls everything about our behavior. We become anxious and fearful about everything. So the ability to accept death and look it square in the eye and accept this is your reality, that you're not going to live forever, is very liberating. So amor fati is a step from turning your back, let's face this way, going, here's a so when they were talking about Amor Fati, he used Nietzsche as an example, which I think is a fabulous example because it relates to what we've been discussing recently. So Nietzsche, if you read Nietzsche, um, is very esoteric until you really get into his stuff. Uh, initially, uh, facially, it's very, I guess you could say negative or, you know, oh, life is horrible. But when you really get into it, like say Albert Camus, I think is a better example of an existentialist with um, a tremendous amount of faith. Again, we're talking about faith, not in a religious con uh, context either, right? We're talking about life. Um, you get into this and you start to see that it's actually very similar to the Buddhist concept of accepting uh, that life is suffering, right? And that's an empowering thing. Just as he was saying, we get to be anxious about everything in life because early on, I didn't jump all the way back, um, he was talking about how, you know, life, they want to be happy and you can't be happy all the time. They want a bigger car or they want this or they want that. I mean, again, that's a little too much on the consumption side, but a good example is the fact that people expect to be happy all the time or things to work out the way they want or the way they hoped. When in reality, as he said, and as Nietzsche says, and as Camus says, and as the Buddhists say, that's not the way it works, right? Life is suffering, and the acceptance of that fact is empowering because when you accept um, that life isn't going to go the way you want it to all the time, and further that, if you accept that nothing is permanent, good or bad, that makes the suffering much easier to handle because it's not going to last. Also makes you appreciate happiness because you know it's not going to last. 